Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for another episode of the Skyda Softball Podcast. And on this episode, we are talking with 2020 Team Hudson player and former South Carolina Gamecock baseball player, Chris Cullen. Chris, how are we doing, man? Doing fantastic. I appreciate you having me on. Um, looking forward to this. Yeah, man, like, like I said, off air, it was kind of long overdue, and we finally got you on the podcast. So let's get this thing started. Uh, Chris, who was your favorite player and team growing up? Oh, geez. So um, I'm from just north of the Atlanta area, so I grew up a huge Braves fan, still am. Actually going to the game tonight. Hopefully the, the Bravos can, you know, clinch that division and uh, seal a spot in the playoffs once again. But um, my favorite player, I'm going to have to go a different route here, not even a Braves player. Um, I was a huge Ichiro guy growing up and you know that's kind of transferred to Shohei Otani now a uh, little backstory on that I I have a little Japanese heritage in me my grandma's actually from Japan so she'd always send me you know care packages of a bunch of Ichiro gear and just memorabilia that was super cool to always receive when I was super young but um yeah always followed Ichiro growing up loved what he did and you know loving to see Shohei Otani go off uh this season and his previous seasons and excited to see what he has to do in the future here. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun watching Otani kind of take baseball by storm. Uh, as far as Ichiro goes, man, I always love picking him on my on the uh, the old computer game, Backyard Baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That I had the, uh, what was it, like 2001, 2002, Backyard Baseball on the, on the computer there, and that was probably still is probably one of my favorite games of all time. He was always a staple on my team. <laughs> yeah, I think I got 03, and it, I, you know, being the Braves guy, I always picked Chipper Jones first. Another staple right there. Can't go wrong. But uh, yeah. So Chris, you played at the University of South Carolina, and so one thing I usually ask my guests is this one question: What was your recruitment process like? you know, coming through high school as you were getting looked at by these colleges such as South Carolina and to follow up, what's your advice to those who might be listening at home that are starting their own process? Yeah. So I'm just starting with the recruiting process. I was fortunate. um, I grew up in an area where there was a lot of competition, you know, for baseball and I was able to be on um, some teams with some coaches that put us in tournaments to get exposure um, we played great competition. So, you know, going through the high school ranks, just playing on those summer teams, I was fortunate to um, get a shot with playing with Team USA for a couple of years and go overseas and just doing these big tournaments and, you know, playing for Team USA, got a lot of exposure. Um, you know, a lot of schools in the SEC, ACC, amongst others across the country were starting to send me letters, get in contact with me. And, you know, it was always a, a dream of mine to, you know, playing the SEC. So, you know, obviously that's where my focus was. That's where I, I wanted to go the most. That's where I would, you know, love to see myself. Uh, fortunately, it, it worked out that way. But um, 
you know, just going through high school as I started to get close to the, you know, junior, senior year, um, I, would, I would take visits to, you know, various colleges, just trying to, you know, connect with the coaches, uh, speak with the players a little bit, kind of just see the environment around the campus and just, just see if I can see myself here for the next, you know, three to four years. And um, that, that was a huge component to me, just taking visits to these schools was seeing if I could fit in, seeing if I can connect well and if I was, you know, ultimately comfortable there. Because um, the worst thing you could do is, you know, take a school based off of, um, I guess, ju just strictly athletics or, you know, whatever it may be, and you end up showing up there and, you know, you realize <laughs> you're not having fun at all. You're, you're hating life every day. You're, you're uncomfortable. Or you're just unable to, you know, be productive. You know, that's a situation I didn't want to find myself in. So, um I was getting that junior, senior year, uh, kind of narrowed down my schools on, you know, where I felt comfortable, where I wanted to go, where I saw myself at, um, and just what would be realistic and where I could see playing time. And I, I narrowed down to uh, University of Georgia, which I actually grew up always thinking I'd go there, you know, just being a, a Georgia boy. Uh, sister went there, graduated from there. So I had a lot of connections there. Uh, obviously on campus a bunch, not too far away. Uh, so Georgia, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt is actually what I narrowed it down to. Um, South Carolina was actually the later school to get in contact with me in that whole recruiting process. Uh, I guess there was a date in my junior year where schools were actually able to, you know, either give you a phone call or reach out via email to you rather than you reaching out to them. And uh, they were the first ones when that date hit to reach out and I took a visit. And once I visited, you know, Columbia, I absolutely fell in love with the facilities. The coaches were awesome. Uh, spoke with the players. They loved every part of their experience there. Uh, and and I, I just fell in love, and that's where I wanted to go. Um, and I made that decision to, to go there. Uh, I was able to, you know, have playing time freshman through senior year, which was a huge component. Um, but I, I guess my biggest part of, or piece of advice for anyone going through that recruiting process is, you know, really find somewhere where you feel connected with the coaches. You feel like, um, you know, your skills will develop. Uh, you'll have a blast, you know, your teammates around you are on the same page as you and you guys can connect with each other. Uh, pick a school where, you know, you go on campus and, you know, the environment's just awesome and, and you, you feel happy every day. And at the end of my four years at Carolina, that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I, I didn't want to leave there. Um, unfortunately, I had to graduate. <laughs> but um, I wish I would have, you know, stretched it out a couple more years to, to stay there. But um yeah, just, just find a place where you feel comfortable and, and you connect and you want to develop your skills. A lot of people chase, you know, these schools that you know, are big names and, and you know, athletics and, and whatever it may be. But, um, you know, find somewhere where you're going to play. You're going to see time because right? you're not going to get exposure. If you're not going to be on the field or your skills aren't going to be developed and you're not enjoying yourself. So, you know, don't be so caught up with, you know, the big name schools. Um, there's a ton of schools out there that, you know, produce the fantastic talent, um, smaller schools. So that, that would be my biggest piece of advice. Fortunately for me, it worked out uh, in, a, in a positive way for me. Being able to play at the University of South Carolina, I enjoyed my whole experience there. Yeah, no, I think one of the things that uh, I, I've heard some previous guests say that uh, it's not necessarily the – you don't have to put all your eggs in the basket for 
the big schools because it's more about where you feel comfortable going and what Absolutely. and where or I should say what school makes you feel like you could accomplish and grow as a person overall more importantly I should say mm-hmm. absolutely no you're, you're spot on with that so you played for coach Mark coach Mark Kingston at South Carolina for for what my memory serves me what was the point like for coach uh, Kingston I actually uh, went into the University of South Carolina when Holbrook was there, uh, Coach okay. Chad Holbrook. He was there for my first two years, then Kingston was there for my last two years. Uh, I enjoyed playing for both of them, um, both uh, kind of different styles, uh, but, you know, it worked well for our teams. And uh, when Coach Kingston came in, uh, you know, the whole game plan changed as far as, you know, how we prepared. It was something we weren't used to. But, um, you know, when you have a, a locker room full of guys that are all on the same page and, you know, their, their goal is to have fun and go to Omaha and win the World Series. You know, everyone bought into the system and, you know, everyone gelled together. You know, we didn't complain. We didn't do anything like that. We just got after it every day and, and you know, did what the coaches asked of us and um, really, really enjoyed, you know, both of the experience I had with uh, Coach Holbrook as well as Coach Kingston in my years. So what was – what's a – what was one of the places that you enjoyed playing on the road? Like, what was your favorite away stadium to go visit? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, so, so, favorite road stadium? I'd have to say so, someone in the SEC West there. You know, we played at you know, Alex Box Stadium at LSU. That place is, you know, it's called a box for a reason because all that noise just stays in that place. That was super loud. Um, we stole a game there one year. You know, I can't remember if it was a Thursday night ESPN game or a Friday night, but um, that was an awesome experience. But, geez, that's a, that's a tough question. Uh, we went to Mississippi State's newly renovated place my senior year. I'd have to say Mississippi State would probably be my favorite place we played at. Um, just an awesome environment. You got the people out in the in the outfield. Uh, the seats are wrapped around the whole outfield there. You know, they're barbecuing, they're cooking out. Uh, it, it, you know, the smoke's hovering over the field so you're smelling all the barbecue the whole game and they're loud i mean they got those cowbells which uh, could get kind of annoying but you know it's just an awesome environment to go into and um experience and, and play through and you know that was probably my favorite place on the road we played at um you know obviously you know arkansas has got a, a very nice stadium with, with rowdy fans as well but i might have to say mississippi state yeah you talk about the the grilling out there now you got me hungry man <laughs> <laughs> it's around lunchtime right now so i gotta go go find some barbecue close by here <laughs> oh man but uh next next thing chris is uh who was there ever a pitcher that comes to mind that had your number and also you had their number one pitcher that you struggled against and one pitcher that you had tons of success with oh gosh um playing in the SEC, a lot of pitchers have my number. <laughs> so picking one of them is uh, is kind of tough. But um, I will say uh, Missouri had Tanner Houck, who was a, a first-round pick for the Red Sox. Uh, he just made me look stupid every year we played them. Um, I think he was there for two of the years that I was in college before he got picked up and drafted. But I remember one game in specific, uh, we were playing at our place in Columbia, and I go up there, uh, step up to the play with, you know, runners in scoring position. And, you know, I'm feeling confident. I'm excited, ready to drive in some runs, get the crowd into it and, you know, get on the board. And 
I'm expecting, you know, what is it like a 98 mile per hour fastball for his pitch. So I'm just sitting fastball and he snaps off this slider that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And I swung, no joke, this pitch was maybe like 30 feet towards home plate. And <laughs> I could have waited maybe another, you know, 30 more feet, but, um, you know, I just, I just look stupid on that. And he had my number. I don't think I, I barely even made contact against him in the couple of years we played. He might've just carried me the whole time. But um, to the positive side, uh, there was a first or second round pick from Florida, um, Logan Shore, my freshman year. He was a um, Florida's Friday night guy. That, that, that's, a, or that's a game I won't, I won't forget because that was my first career home run at South Carolina was off him. I was actually sick that weekend. I uh, went three for four that game with a couple doubles and in my first career home run as a Gamecock that scraped the wall out there and left at that red railing and bounced back in the stadium, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if, you know, that's enough for me to say I have his number, but I definitely had a great game the one time I faced yeah, him. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it's all about the story. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why we're here talking about it, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, you know, any way I can get it. So I'll, I'll say Logan Shore that was my most memorable uh, pitch right face just because you know I was young had my first career home run I had a very very good game for myself and um Tanner Hawk at Missouri uh, he just carved me up and there's really nothing I could do about it but you know go back to the dugout and come out for another try <laughs> so you know one thing now is you know you were part of that Gamecock baseball program what was it like being in you know when you look on the calendar and it's the three game series against Clemson. Oh gosh. Um, that's what what's, the whole state looks forward to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like just, just from a player's perspective, what's it like just being a part of the rivalry, but more like you're, you're in, you're actually in it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it is. It's an awesome experience. Um, Cause you, you start the year playing a few series against, you know, a bunch of other non-conference opponents. Um, a lot of teams from up north will come down, and uh, I don't want to say they're they're not super competitive games, but you know it's it's more of a you know get our feet under us, get back into the groove of playing baseball uh, before SEC play starts. But uh, for South Carolina, you know obviously we have that Clemson series right before SEC play starts, so that's a that's a very high tune-up uh, to get ready for the for the conference schedule. But when, when you see Clemson on that schedule, it, it's just something a little different. Uh, when you walk around, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. You know, that's, a, that's this one series that, um, you know, no, no matter how your season goes, you know, if, if you win that series and it's a successful year for you. <laughs> but, um, geez, none of us, you know, took it personally in the fact that, you know, we didn't have any beef with the players or anything like that. It was a, if we just expected to go into an environment you know, whether it was our place or their place where, you know, the fans are going to be loud, they're going to be rowdy, they're going to be engaged every single pitch. Um, it, it would be a, a fun time, a loud time, uh, and an awesome experience for everyone. So, you know, we're excited. Um, Want to go out there and play our best baseball. Um, you know, that's the first time in the season that, you know, we'd be able to play under the lights because the games before that are usually during the day. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the time where night games start. Uh, you're playing your in-state rival. And you want to do everything you can to to win that series. Um, but yeah, no beef with the players or anything like that. It's just more yeah. of an expectation. You're going into these stadiums. It's going to be loud, and you know, a lot's on the line for the state of South Carolina. 
Yeah, I think especially that that one game that always goes to uh, like the Greenville Draft Stadium in Greenville. Mm-hmm. That oh yeah. To, to me, I would I would feel like that gives y'all a it's a neutral site, but you would think it's literally a home game for both sides. Yeah, I mean, no, playing those neutral games is awesome. The way they have it set up, uh, playing one game at, uh, say, we play in Columbia Friday night, uh, go, being able to go to a neutral site and then go to Clemson's place um, on that Sunday afternoon. The way they have it set up is awesome, you know, and being able to go play at uh, the Greenville Drive Stadium was awesome. Uh, it kind of seemed like it was more of a home game for Clemson just because we're close to that area. But um, I won't complain about it. <laughs> but that, that was always a good time. Uh, I wasn't uh, in school, and they, I guess they just moved it to the Columbia Firefly Stadium now. Or they might be doing alternating years, whatever that deal may be. But, um, you know, I, I enjoyed that that whole weekend. Uh, every stadium we went to would be packed out. Uh, it would be super loud. And you know, being able to play on a minor league field as well. Um, which is awesome. So enjoyed that whole thing. Yeah, and I think as a <clears throat> as a fan's perspective, I I went to I think it was that Friday the Friday night game in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was in Columbia, and it's it's weird I when I, it's weird when I tell people this. I'm a Clemson fan at heart, but I'm a Gamecock graduate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a little mix of both worlds there. Yeah, it's it's weird. You know, I don't think I ever had a chance to tell you that last year at, at the softball event. But, like, you know, that was my first time ever getting a chance to experience the baseball side of the rivalry. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was Seth Beer. He took Adam Hill deep into the Columbia night and over right field. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, this is intense. Because you know, <laughs> the Clemson fans are cheering, the Gamecock fans are ready to storm the field. I'm thinking, man, this is this. Is, I mean, as a fan, it's like that's what you want to watch. It's just the intense rivalry, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that is exactly what you want as a fan. It's, it's what you want as a player. You want the fans to be engaged as well. Uh, you want them to be rowdy and loud, and you know, getting on umpires, uh, getting on players. Um, it, it's it's just a fun time. And, you know, then the next year, you know, right before, you know, things like everything was different before COVID really came along. I had a chance mm-hmm. to ironically go to Columbia for the football side of it. Holy oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a different beast right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to those football games. And I, was, and I was bold enough, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, you know, I'd wear my Clemson gear, but I'm like, nah, I mean, I, I might get crucified for this for anybody that knows me. <laughs> I was just bold, I was bold enough to go to walk into Williams Bryce Stadium with my uh, softball shirt on, just promoting the brand and everything. I'm like, look, this is a great time to promote. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny how things work out, and you know, everybody's kind of like, hey man, why didn't you? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm here for Clemson, no big deal. And everybody's just like, uh huh. I'm like, I promised. Oh, man. Time for the cheap plug here. Uh, huge thanks to our friends at K-Town Cafe and Ice Cream and 521 Filling Station here in Kershaw for their support once again this year. Give them a like over on Facebook, and if you're ever in the Kershaw area, give them a 
That's great. Can you hear me, Chris? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me now? All right, perfect. Yeah, you just went dark for a sec. I don't know if it was my phone or what happened there, but um, yeah, missed that part about uh, when you went to <laughs> the football side of it. Yeah, the football side of it. Yeah, you know it. Uh, it was. It's a whole different animal. You know, walking in there with a sky to softball shirt on, and it's, <laughs> it's a whole different animal. I, I wore my my Gamecock stuff up in the for a couple of games at Clemson when we were playing there in football. That uh, kind of felt a little nervous walking around. Not gonna lie, you're walking in enemy territory with with your own colors on. So it's a different experience, but <laughs> makes it uh, a little more exciting. Easily. You know, and next thing, Chris, we're going to cheap plug it here. Uh, give our friends at K-Town Cafe and Ice Cream and 521 Film Station a like over on Facebook. They have great food, great people over there. They've supported us in years past, and they're doing it once again this year. So make sure you give them a like over on Facebook. And we appreciate everyone for their support once again this year as the Sky to Softball game has raised over $8,000, and it's continuing to grow. Uh, we appreciate everyone once again. All right, Chris, let's fix the around the second, head and third. So right. last year you, you came on the sky to softball scene at the last minute, mm -hmm. so to speak. And you were part of the first ever night game in event history. So what, what was it like being a part of the event, just go, going into it and experiencing it? I loved every single second of that event, uh, being able to, you know, travel back to Columbia, um, see some old teammates of mine, meet some new people and just get together, you know, shake off the, the cobwebs a little bit and play some softball for a great cause. Uh, it, it was an amazing uh, day long event that you know, we showed up a little early, watched the home run derby. Um, that was, you know, fun to just chat it up with people and watch some of my former teammates participate in that. And, um, you know, just kind of hang out and you know, catch up with everyone. And um, the, the game itself was was awesome. Um, and, yeah, I don't even have the words for it. I mean, I, I had such a blast there. Um, and like I said earlier, it's just for a great cause. So I, I'm more than willing to do it, you know, whenever I'm available. So I'm looking forward to, you know, being able to be a part of many more here in the future. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to – Columbia International this year, and who knows? Maybe we'll step into your old stomping grounds, Chris. <laughs> no, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. That would be awesome. Awesome uh, experience. You know, I mean, I, I'd be lying if, if I didn't say Founders Park was on my list of places to play. But, you know, CIU, those guys over there, Coach Jonathan Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, we, we reached out to him last year just kind of, you know, exploring the map, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. they they open they they pretty much welcome us with open arms, and we're looking forward to it next Saturday at the time of this recording. Uh, you know, that'll be that'll be awesome. It's going to be a fun time. You know, it, I mean, yeah, we're back in daytime, so to speak, but everybody that's heard me say it will will likely do another night game. I just when and where, you know, stay tuned. Absolutely. Yeah, whether it's a, a day game or a night game, can't go wrong with the 
going out there playing softball, hanging out with some old teammates, meeting new people, and you know getting together for for a good cause. And Chris, one thing I want to circle back to at your time at South Carolina was is this: what was what's the number one favorite moment that stands out to you from your time? Uh, Let's see, favorite moment. Um, I, I guess individually, I'll have to say, you know, my first career home run as a Gamecock uh, against the Florida Gators on a Friday night at our place. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I still have the video on my phone somewhere if I ever want to go watch it again. But um, you know, that was an awesome individual moment for me. As far as, you know, just overall experience and everything, I'm going to have to split this one up between two. It's, um, you know, winning the Columbia Regional in 2016 that we had uh, in advancing the Super Regionals, as well as, you know, my junior year in 2018 when we won the Greenville Regional up at Eastern Carolina. And just, you know, winning those regionals and, you know, seeing the excitement and the joy and happiness uh, across all my teammates, coaches' faces, uh, the trainers, you know, everyone involved with Carolina baseball. It, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, be angry at anything or be stressed out about anything or anything like that so it was just an awesome time to uh, celebrate and enjoy uh, unfortunately we you know fell a little short both of those years in the super regionals but um you know i would have to say the greater experiences were you know winning those regionals those uh, both of those years yeah and it's i feel like it's a different atmosphere to experience and you know when it's the regionals you know it's playoff time and it's it's a it's a mm -hmm. As they say, it's a new season. It's time to step up, you know. Absolutely, yeah. They kind of take out all the home field – or they try their best to take out the home field advantage for whoever's hosting the regional by not playing walk-ups or, you know, playing the music they want or getting their own dugouts. But, um, you know, you still have your fans there, your, your home fans. So, you know, it's going to be rowdy no matter what. And um, it's just an awesome experience because teams show up there and everyone's playing their best baseball. You know, it's late in the summer and, you know, they're – there for the same goal you're there for, which is, you know, to advance and ultimately go to the College World Series. So, you know, playing in those regionals was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I think I think the Gamecock program is on the rise again, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. The baseball program, so to speak. You know, they got – I feel like they got the talent. They got the – they got what they need. It's just give them enough time to get, get – let them get hot and they'll probably run with it. Yeah, no, that baseball program is definitely headed in the right direction. Um, no, things like that happen, you know. Sometimes you're going to have bad years. Sometimes you're going to have great years. Um, in my career, I was able to see two great years. I was able to see two years that, you know, we'd, we'd like to forget about. But, you know, it's another experience we can learn from. Uh, it's just part of the process. You know, not every university is going to go to the World Series every single year. And, you know, they're going to have down years. They're going to have up years. Um, you just got to, you know, stick with the process, stick with your guns there and, you know, trust in the people around you and, you know, things will work out for themselves. Definitely. You know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. What we both kind of agree on. I think Kingston and, you know, adding Scott Wingo back to that program as a coach, mm -hmm. as an assistant coach, I feel like that's a definitely one of those steps that's going to happen built that program where it once where it once was you know in 2010 2011 with the championships yeah absolutely but with him coming in and being able to speak about his experiences to the team and you know he obviously knows what it takes to get there so you know that's an awesome addition to that staff
And so, Chris, as we're rounding third, heading home, I always tell people that play in the softball game, you know, it's a it's a family, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not cliche. What what's it what's it like just being a part of the 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 family, I guess you could say, and being a part of the organization as a whole and what we're trying to accomplish. I love it. It's it's awesome. You know, I know we have those group messages on on various social media platforms. Um and we're people are just talking to each other and you know, I, I never knew these people before this event and um you know just being able to make new connections and you know all come together for for one you know idea one cause um it's awesome being a part of that family and you know being able to you know engage with people that you know i'd never engaged with before in my life or never knew or heard of in my life and you know those new friendships um it's awesome you know being able to go out there uh, whether you know you're too injured to actually go perform at a high level in softball or not it doesn't matter you know everyone's out there having fun and you know being a part of that you know this whole um program now is just it's awesome Uh, i feel like i'm always welcome back um and i I can't wait to you know attend more here in the future yeah and that's what i always tell people whether you like if you like for you you came last year but came this year i always tell people i'm gonna look the support is always grateful i'm appreciative of it you know long this you know, as long as that support keeps going and, you know, and it's it's the old field of dreams expression. If you build it, they'll come, you know, they, mm-hmm. and I feel like they've come left, right, and all over. And kind of, oh, yeah. And kind of to go back on what you said there, I always try to wel- welcome people for the first time or welcome them back with open arms. You know, like I said, it's a family. You know, you're, I tell a lot of these guys and girls, kind of like you, uh, I see I see you as a part of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it may be a small people say, oh, it's not that much. But I'm just like, no, it's you know, it's a big deal. It's it's you know, you're helping get the name out there, you're helping us raise money to help these kids. You know, I always yeah, try to well, absolutely people, I always try to tell people like you you make the impact whether you know it or not and then people told me that which i find full circle somewhat <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know it's you you may remember reggie reggie sanders he was a outfielder played for the braves and various mm-hmm. other teams he he had a his own organization here in south carolina that did stuff for kids with autism you know okay. he, he said a saying that Stood out to me, and I always try to get it to stand out to other people. And, and it goes, use your passion and your purpose to inspire others to use theirs. And, you know, I feel like that's something a lot of people need to try to take for, you know, take and run with it and don't take it for granted. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that that's an awesome quote there. You know, and when I was finished with playing baseball in high school, I mean, yeah, the game was done with me in that perspective, but then yet though the the softball event, it's mm-hmm. it still finds ways, you know, for me to be active within the sport, you know, and still trying to accomplish raising money for kids and just being an advocate, so to speak. Absolutely. And so, lastly, Chris, 
I always let the guests plug away their social medias. So whatever you feel like plugging away, let her rip. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm not huge on, you know, needing a bunch of followers or anything like that. But if you, if you do want to follow me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Twitter is, you know, C underscore Cullen 33. And then um, Instagram, I honestly don't even remember. So I'm just not even going to put that out there. But you can just look <laughs> me up. <laughs> not, never been too huge in that, but um, I am on it. Um, not searching for followers, but I'll follow you back. So whatever you wish. <laughs> well, Chris, once again, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks again for doing this, and hopefully we'll have you on here again soon. And looking forward to seeing you at many more Skyda softball games. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I enjoyed this. Um, and, you know, like you said, uh, I'm looking forward to coming to many more of these events. Uh, this is absolutely amazing experience um so yeah i'm looking forward to you know attending once again thank you no man thank you you know it's 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 going to be fun and for those listening to columbia or lexington area wherever you may be make sure you come out saturday october 9th columbia international university at the baseball field it's free admission we'll have food trucks salad auction stuff that you can think of it's going to be fun it's going to be an event for the ages. And Chris, thanks again, man, for doing this. And stay tuned for more of the Sky to Softball podcast.